You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazin' Bob. Hey, 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 glad to be back as always. And I am here with Anthony Fox, also known as The Runs. What's up, guys? How's it going? This is episode number 63. We are actually recording on July 3rd for release on July 5th. We normally record on Tuesday, but it's going to be the 4th of July here in the United States. So, uh, you know, holiday, people are going to be busy. So we're going to, we're recording a day early and just hoping that no big things actually happen on July 4th, Overwatch related. We think we're kind of safe though. Um, so uh, on this episode, this episode is going to be a bit special because we haven't, we have another interview and it's not like, you know, when we had Anthony on the first time. Uh, this interview is actually pretty long. So the interview is going to take up most of the show. We have um, My Gun and Spiffy from Wawa's Boot Camp. And uh, uh, long story short, that is a community that is dedicated to making you better as an Overwatch player. And we're going to get more into that here in a little bit. Uh, before we get started, I definitely want to welcome anyone who is listening for the very first time. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to, to check out our show. Uh, for the new people, uh, you know, we talk, we do talk about Overwatch news and some esports, but the focus of the show is generally the community of Overwatch and the state of the game. So even when we do talk news and competitive esports, it kind of focuses around those subjects. Uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio if you want to keep up with what's you know with with the show and you can also join us on discord at discord.mash4.me that's discord.mash the number four dot me and those links uh, will also be in the show notes uh, let's get into some community feedback before we find out what uh you know what we've been doing well before we talk about what we've been doing this week in overwatch and uh, we have another um, iTunes review that came from K123477. Uh, they say, every episode slash podcast I listen to always provides me with great OW content. Whether it's game update details and opinions, info on the pro and ladder scene, or a good laugh and so much more, these guys are a must listen. This is sometimes underlooked, but the auto- audio quality of this podcast is insanely high. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we really appreciate all the reviews, and I especially repeat, uh, appreciate when you know somebody appreciates the audio quality of the show. That's right up your to, alley. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we go to great lengths to make sure that the show uh, sounds as good as we can make it. You know, since none of us here are 
professional audio engineers. <laughs> and I, I'd just like to say thank you guys so much for actually taking the the time to to actually write up a review and and leave us one. I mean, it just means so much. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Yeah, keep the reviews coming. It lets it lets Jared know who's been here for a long time that you guys actually listen and how much you care about it, and it lets some of the new guys like me and Bob know too. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome when we hear reviews. I, every review is special, even the ones that aren't five stars. <laughs> but no, we we appreciate all the reviews. Thank you, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, leaving a review actually helps the show a lot. Uh, so, you know, if you want to help out the show, just leave a review, uh, you know, a rating and a review if you feel so inclined on your platform, uh, podcast platform of choice. So, uh, once again, thank you very much. Uh, but let's see what, what, what's, what's everybody been up to. Bob, tell us about your week in Overwatch. You came into pre show pretty salty. Yeah, you had to remind me of that. I want that raw emotion. That's why. Give us, yeah. Bob. All Tell right. him why you mad, Bob. Tell him why you mad. If you're Lucio <laughs> and you're standing next to two people that have no health, switch to healing song. Just do that. Like, sorry, but let it out, man. If ev- if there's four DPS on your team, just take the hit and don't be the asshole and change to something else to help your team. Like four DPS, they could, it's not gonna win. So just don't do it. You guys, you guys are trying to get me fired up, but yeah, just I had a rough day, day to day. I had a great day. Stuff went well. Work was great. It got, I got a nice, nice free lunch from work, and got a lot done. Had a lot of wins, and then on my way home, rocking out in the car. And I get in. I play three games of Overwatch, and I want to just, I want to just all end. It's. It, I, it was just a rough day. I did everything I could in all th- in all three games just to get a win. And one of the games we had people actually working to together, and it was just you know we lost at the very end. But the next two after that were just stupid. It just I, I just, it made me so upset. But the week. Prior to that was pretty good. I mean, I'm still sitting right at like 2,800. Well, I was at 2,800. Now I'm a little under 2,800 after today. But I mean, it's been pretty good. It hasn't been like the beginning of of season five that was just atrocious. But besides that, it's, it's okay. Okay. How about you, Anthony? What's going going on? Um, to be honest with you, I haven't really played too much. A few games here and there, not anything special, not many wins, a uh, bunch of trash games, so, <laughs> uh, not pissed or anything, but just, just happens. Yeah. I haven't, really, I haven't had a, a, a chance to play a lot of Overwatch this week. I played last Monday, and I didn't get a chance to play again until Saturday, and then Saturday wasn't a spectacular night either. I think I ended up definitely end it with less SR than I started with. Yeah. I think by about 20. So I'm still I'm trying to climb the diamond and my, my season high is 29-14 and um, we had that we had that one Monday where it was just it was so bad. 
and that pushed us back, pushed me down to like to low twenty eight hundreds again, and I was able to get back up a little bit, and now I'm sitting. So I think I'm sitting at like twenty eight sixty three. I think so. I'm just trying to keep it together and and focus, and you know, just climb back up. So um, I don't know, Bob. But usually when me you and Melissa play together, things go pretty well. Yeah, go pretty good. <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing. I played a game of of quick play to warm up. And those, those, that little tip that I got from our uh, interviewees about about Widowmaker, I got my first play of the game in quick play as 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 Widow. I got four kills back to back. I mean, tech, tech, tech. Tech. Nice. Like I mean, it was four <laughs> headshots right in a row, dude. Just that little tip that I had just not just not thought of. So you'll have you have to listen to the interview to get that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Getting to the interview, they, they it was it was a we had an awesome time interviewing these guys. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and get into the interview. Like I said, uh, my gun and Spiffy from Wild Wild's Boot Camp were nice enough to come onto the show and talk to us about Wild Wild's Boot Camp. It's a community based on improving and educating gamers of all skill levels. They provide free coaching sessions with grandmaster and top five hundred players and host pugs, scrims, and tournaments. So we're gonna get into the details of what that means. And like Bob said, they also gave us uh, some tips. You know, for for some average players, not just like with Widow, but also maybe some graphical settings, some mouse settings, stuff like that. I do have a bit of a warning. Um, we did have trouble with my guns audio, and I fixed it the best I could. It started out fine, but it's gonna get a bit choppy. Um, but I, I didn't want to just like can the whole episode or can the interview because I think we um, we covered a lot of good stuff in the interview and they, they, there's a lot, I think there's a lot that our community can glean from the interview and actually, you know, the wild wise bootcamp can really help a lot of our players or a lot of people in our community. I, I know a lot of the people in our community are gold and silver or, you know, platinum and they're trying to, you know, make that climb. Uh, so we're going to keep the interview going, but just beware that, there is some audio issue with with my gun, but I cleaned up the best I could. I hope you guys still enjoy the interview, and we will see you guys on the other side. And enjoy. This is my kind of city. Lights, camera, action! All right, we are here with two special guests today, uh, Spiffy and my gun from Wawa's Boot Camp. How you guys doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I am doing good. Thanks a lot for coming on to the show uh, to, uh, you know, talk to our audience for a bit because a lot of them need help. We got a lot of people in gold and silver that listen to this show. Thanks for I'm having proud us. of it. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're, <laughs> we're here to have everybody. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure uh, everybody will uh, appreciate the help. So uh, why don't we get started with uh, just telling us what, um, you know, Wawa's boot camp is about. Like, what's your mission? For sure. Uh well, our mission is to provide players of all skill levels a platform with which to interact with one another and grow together as both players and individuals. We aim to do this through our free coaching services, community events, and tournaments. Right now, we focus purely on Overwatch, but we hope to branch out to other games in the future. So keep yourself updated on uh, current events in our Discord. 
Okay, yeah. That which we've been telling even our con oh, because we have a lot of console console listeners that listen to this show. And you know, at the end of every show we tell them, like, no, Discord's for everybody, guys. Not just um <laughs> you know, yeah. not, not just PC. So I, I yeah. do think Discord is actually looking to uh make a PS4 app, I've been hearing. So that, that, that anything to integrate themselves in would be insane, I think. They're the probably the best VoIP program out there right now for gaming. Yes, they are. They are definitely like they are. Um, they're de- definitely ahead of uh, TeamSpeak and Ventrilo simply for the oh. fact that they don't cost anything. Yeah, and oh, it's very man. easy. Like it's super easy to set up a community. Like yeah. when I first saw Discord, I was like, "This is like IRC plus voice chat." That's yeah, basically yes. what it is. So much more intuitive than any other VoIP out there. Like, yes, just easy to use, easy to set up, easy to administrate, which is really important. Absolutely. So that, there's so many communities building around Discord, and you know yours is too. So yeah, we just uh, we worry a little because they don't really make any money yet. So we worry a little about that, but it's it's a great service. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. good, I'm good friends with the guys. Uh, they're they, I mean, they have Nitro now. They started doing that, but I know a lot of the guys at Discord, and they're they're doing some good stuff. Nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just hope it, I, I I hope it works out simply for the fact that so many communities are reliant on Discord right now. Uh, and if they were to fold, that's a lot of like it, it's it will be a huge scramble to have those communities go someplace else. Uh, and there's just not a lot of options to really migrate to. So I, I definitely don't hope any I no ill will toward them. I really hope it works out <laughs> and whatever monetization model they come up with. I hope it works because, you know, gamers are notorious for not paying for things. Frugal. <laughs> <laughs> Frugal. Yeah. So, poor. Um, poor. I think we're all just poor. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, you know, what are your roles with, uh, like, what do you guys do specifically with Wawa's Bootcamp? All right. So, um, so I'm Sean Spiffy. I am the chief business development officer. Uh, so I do a lot of like kind of the high level business strategy, uh, kind of figure out ways we can work with other or other organizations or communities uh, to kind of grow ourselves and branch out, you know, whether it's through affiliations or through sponsorships or with other teams and coaches, stuff like that. Um, on top of that, I handle all the tournament stuff. Uh, so we had our WBC Uprising tournament that we had. Um, and what else? And our daily events, like our, our pugs, pickup games. and yeah, just a lot of stuff to keep the community active and uh, keep it growing. Okay. Yeah, I've actually part. Uh, I have taken part in one of those, uh, and it was really cool. I unfortunately had to leave to go record. Uh, it was last Tuesday, but it was really cool, and there was no pressure. Like everybody was cool. It was all all levels of SR, and it was it was really pleasant. Ex- experience for me. That's awesome. Yeah, and we it's kind of our goal too, and it's like um like someone that's at like twelve hundred SR, fifteen hundred SR may never get to play with a four K or top five hundred player or a pro. So this is kind of your chance to play with them at you know a very chill environment, um, not too competitive. Kind of hear their callouts, kind of see how they play, and kind of learn that way. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next. Yeah. My name is Mike. 
or Maigun. Uh, I'm the Chief Operating Officer and Acting Chief Technology Officer for Wawa's Bootcamp. I basically have my hand in everything going on here. I try my best to ensure everything's running smoothly in terms of day-to-day operations and make sure Wawa's Bootcamp's operating efficiently in terms of business operations. Uh, I also head the IT department right now, and I ensure that our technology strategies mesh well with those of business. Uh, trying to get a couple projects underway right now in the tech department. Uh, that's our Discord bots fall into there, as well as our website development, things like that. Okay, nice. I, too, deal with website development. <laughs> Tip yeah. of the hat, sir. <laughs> Same deal. Actually, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh well, besides what you do with Wawa's bootcamp, like what is your gaming background? Like where do you guys come from? Um so at 14 I started with CS:GO. It was like the first FPS I ever played. Uh so when I was 14 I played uh Pro CS:GO and kind of, you know, finished school all the way through. Uh found Overwatch, you know, I wanted to play a fast-paced shooter. I did uh got top 500 in that and played on a semi-pro team for a little bit, uh, and then work took over. I didn't have the time to play anymore. I couldn't do the six to eight hours of practice that these teams require nowadays. Um, but yeah, so now, you know, kind of handle all the coaching stuff now and, you know, trying to find a way to still be active in the community without having to play hours and hours of competitive scrims, even though I really want to, but still. Right, yeah. I, I, I used to play, I mean, I'm not sure if you remember, do you remember Cal League? Yeah. <gasps> I used to play Cal League CS Source. Oh, we, we played Cal Main, and you like Friday night. I'd come home from work, and then we would just practice and scrim from Friday night to fucking Sunday, and then <laughs> match on Monday. I re- I know exactly how that was. Wow. It was stressful. I was single, and I don't know why I did it for so long. <laughs> but yeah, I I do. Uh, I I know how that goes. How about you, my gun? Uh. Well, once again, Counter-Strike, I started playing that really young, like 1.4. So, Mm. yeah, played a lot of 1.6, a couple teams, nothing really serious. And then quit for a while, came back in CSGO, was on a team with Sean or Spiffy for a couple seasons and a couple of competitive ESEA leagues going on there. And uh, I kind of jumped on the Overwatch bandwagon with everyone, just... Nothing competitive team-wise, but just competitive play and learning the ropes. Yeah, way yeah. less stressful when you don't have to play with a team. Yeah. You guys yeah. make me feel old. <laughs> I began mine with uh, Quake and Quake 2. <laughs> That's Ugh. before they even refined the arena format. All movement, man. <laughs> yeah. All movement. Oh, yeah. Oh. So okay, you got it's good to know that um you guys have uh backgrounds in other competitive games with long standing, you know, communities. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you you kinda know how it's very clear that things are, are ran differently now in terms of uh how game how game developers are involved in their competitive communities. And on the show a lot, I always I, I think I've said it I say it like almost every episode because something's always happening with the character balance. And I'm like, Blizzard should not be in charge of that competitive community. I say it over and over again. Um, you know, I actually, I mean, I've been playing competitively since I would say Quake 3 Arena. 
right? And I got into Unreal Tournament, but I didn't get really heavy into competitive gaming until UT2K4. And, you know, Epic kind of just, they gave the community tools of what they needed to do, right? Of of what they needed to, you know, uh, make sure that you can get rid of cheaters, uh, ban lists with modding tools and stuff like that, and things were great. But now, because the developers and publishers see all the money that can come with esports, they're really deeply involved. But there's just like an inherited conflict of interest, you know? Like the Symmetra change is my favorite. It's like that had nothing to do with balance, that has everything to do with perception. There's no reason Symmetra should have a seven meter range weapon that you don't need to aim and can go around corners. Like, hey. there's no reason. People, <laughs> hey, people that can't aim need to play too, man. <laughs> exactly. That's the conflict of interest. <laughs> it also lets you use like a new buy. You find uh, move forward to your left click. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that yep, would, just uh, goes together. I might yep. I might just mute what you just said. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and that cut b- that part out. Oh <laughs> my god, that's just that's just horrifying. <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. Uh uh, well, before you say something else, we're going to go ahead and move on with the next question. Um so what what prompted you guys to to get involved or, or start this endeavor? Well, it all started as a few friends consistently playing each other or playing with Let's restart that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it all started with a few friends consistently playing competitive with each other. We met others through this competitive play, and then they brought their friends on board as well. Uh, the SR difference was pretty big between some of these friends, so we tried our best to help them improve so that we could queue together, and it just kept growing exponentially by word of mouth, and here we are. Yeah, right. pretty much it started on a, uh, you know, the app Cacao, that, uh, ch- that chat app. It basically started on there. Uh, we had, I don't even know how many members, like 100, I think, maybe. It, yeah. it got it got, it got got relatively big. Um, and I was, I'm friends with um, Cream Puff, which is our deputy officer of, of Wawa's bootcamp. And he's a, he lives close to me. And he was the guy with Wawa to start this whole, this whole thing. And so he wanted to bring me in because he, he knew I was a top 500 player. And uh, he was like, hey, can you coach my friend Wawa? And I was like, yeah. So I ended up coaching uh, the guy that started this whole thing. He went from, I think, either high diamond or low masters all the way to, to GM to about like 4,200. And, and then he was like, yeah, we should start this. So we started a Discord community, got really big, got an insane growth, and uh, it kind of blew up from there, honestly. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And well, your, and your uh, community is pretty big now. Yeah. yeah, we've we've gone from zero to a hundred real quick. Uh, I think, I think you know, well, Michael will probably talk about it later. But we, we're growing at like five hundred users a week. Um, we're super close to four thousand. Uh, yeah, it's just it's going great. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of detail. Um, what does coaching entail? Like, how does the how does it work when somebody comes into the server or or okay. comes into the program? Sure. Uh, so right when they join the Discord, um, there's a tab called Request Coaching, and there's like a step-by-step instruction list on on how to do it. Uh, basically, if you're a student, you type in exclamation mark heroes, and you type in the heroes you want to learn. So exclamation mark heroes, space soldiers, space widow, space Zarya, space tracer, however many heroes you want to learn. And after you do that, you type exclamation mark find, and it'll our bot will basically send you a list of all the coaches that coach those heroes that have that same hero pool, and then the, it's up to the student to to message the coach and kind of work out a timeline with them to get that going. 
Um, but in terms of the actual session, uh, it's different different uh, per SR level. We do coach everybody. We've coached guys from like 800 SR all the way to, like I said, 4,400 SR. Um, just people want to learn from different people. They might have different perspective on their own hero. Like I've learned from another Widow coach on how he plays and it kind of bettered my own Widow playing. Um, but usually lower level coaching will require some usual like aim training or um, some going back to the basics types type things. And then as you move up, uh, we usually do a lot of uh, VOD reviews to see more player habits, um, where they can pick their positioning and how they're kind of engaging. Uh, we recently partnered with a guy, uh, a company called uh, Mayhem, which is mayhem.gg. And uh, their CEO, the Zouster, Ivan, he basically worked with us to develop this coaching platform where we can upload VODs as well as uh, draw on the actual VOD review, bring up pictures of the map, like a kind of a bird's eye view uh, so that we can draw on it, see the call outs, stuff like that. So it's really interactive. The players and students can both draw on the VOD, um, can give good feedback in real time. You can kind of have it in a one-on-one -on -one session or even in a classroom type session where it could be one coach teaching 12 students or one coach teaching one student, however he wants to run it. So definitely grown and we're really thankful for Mayhem kind of working with us to develop those features. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, people seem to like that that kind of style where they can kind of see the VOD, draw on it, see a bird's eye view to see the callouts. You can kind of draw different pathing options. Um, but yeah, overall, it's working out well for us. All right, great. Man, that's really cool. Yeah, so you said, you know, you mentioned that, you know, SR really isn't an issue. You know, you can be 800 SR, you can be 4400 SR, and, you know, you'll... Based, based off of what they know, you'll kind of run the program from there. But to be uh, most effective, like somebody coming in, like is there stuff that you think they should already know? Or can you just be like, hey, man, just 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 come in and we'll, we'll figure it out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's super different. Like the first question, our first two questions I always ask somebody is, is what SR and is there anything in, like, in particular that you're looking for? Some guys, they say that their aim is off or some guys say like my positioning is terrible or I'm dying too much with this character when it's kind of like a character that should be played in the back. So it's kind of different for everyone. Everyone's looking for a little bit of a different perspective on the game and how to play it. Um, and we teach our coaches to kind of evaluate the student and where, they, where they're at and what they kind of need. Uh, sometimes what the student is looking for may be like three skill levels higher than what they need to be doing right now. Uh, so we tell them to focus on something a little bit easier first, um, which is more like basic positioning uh, target focusing uh, and and aiming. Gotcha. So, do you guys like sometimes like can you run like an assessment of a student? Because it's one of those things where you, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. You know, you say positioning to some people because I mean, I uh, actually until this season, I placed in gold every season, and I had to work back up into platinum. And so you say some, you say certain things to certain gold players and they're just like, what are you talking about? Get out of my face. Like, you know, you know? so it's like a lot of people, don't, they don't know what they don't know. So how um, can you approach that? Yeah. And we've had students like that, you know, students that think like, Oh, uh, you know, I, there's no way my aim is bad or there's no way my positioning bad. Like I, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? And there was a point when I started coaching um, like lower level players where I have no idea what um, it looks like down there. I don't know what it looks like in silver I don't know what it looks like in gold. Um, so I asked them to do a VOD review so I can actually see uh, the gameplay and see what it actually looks like and see what they're actually facing in real time. Um, and that's why the VOD reviews are so helpful because then you can actually see what they're doing. 
then you can assess their play style. You can assess their actual shooting. You can assess that. And, and the student can't hide it anymore. If he says he has good aim and he's obviously whiffing everyone, you know, he can't lie to me anymore. Right. That's why the, the VOD review is always like the most helpful thing ever. Uh, do you like, do you ever get ones that are, that are super low that you're just like, Oh, this is like straight comedy. I, this is just, I mean, you just watch a junk rat stand on the point, looking at his feet. Like, I mean, no, I've, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I like to pick on junk rat. No, I've seen it too. Like I've seen people that are uh, I, like, I mean, when I just found this out recently, like when you're in bronze and you're a sub 500, it doesn't even tell you a number anymore. It just says like less than 500. I didn't even know that until. That's uh, news to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they actually changed that because of the guys that were trying to get the lowest possible rank. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't know if it was season. I think it was season two and they changed it at the start of season three, I think. But yeah, it was because they wanted to deter that, that uh, type of behavior. Oh, okay. Makes that sense. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have seen people, you know, at the sub 500 level odds that I, they're like, oh yeah, what do I do when there's like, no one wants to play tank. And I go in there and no one played a tank and no one played a healer. It was just all DPS versus all DPS. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, how do you even, <laughs> how do you even coach someone at this level? Right? Like, I was like, stay, you stay, try and stay behind your Reinhardt shield. And it's like, I don't have a Reinhardt player. Like, there's, it doesn't exist down there. Uh, and it's, it's, that's why you need to get to like more of the aim thing. Cause I think down there it's more of an aim battle than it is a teamwork environment. And no one's kind of playing with each other. They're kind of playing for themselves. So that's kind of where you have to gauge it as a coach and kind of see what they need to work on to get out of where they're at. And then when they do advance to silver and then gold, it's going to be something new to work on. So it's kind of the stepping stones. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously I'm not like a coach, but I have definitely played with players who are in bronze and silver. I play on all three platforms. Right. And what I typically find like down at those levels is that if somebody can emerge as the leader, other people will follow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If somebody starts giving directions, because everybody's lost, right? They don't yeah. know what to do. They're running all over the place. If somebody can just eh, slightly organize what's happening. Actually, Anthony, um, our, our newest host, he's actually in gold now, but he fought his way out of bronze and silver and that's kind of how he had to do it like you know but pulling the team on his back like okay let's do this thing together so have you guys ever considered like trying to um show players that are that low you know maybe this is this is what other people should be doing and you might nicely want to you know politely <laughs> suggest that they try this thing or try to pull the team together i mean that's, that's like that's more of a psychology like you know personality thing that's not like a skill thing but is it something that you think would be valuable at those I, levels I, I think it's important i mean even even at high levels you, you'll see it that the lack of comms uh, from someone like i'll watch a vod review or this guy doesn't say anything except when he's like calling someone bad um like that's what you know. That's what we're trying to avoid, <laughs> and it's like you can't just use your microphone for that. It's there's the purpose for it, and we we do try and make people know that like there's things to call out. You know, like try to like, I'm gonna go on this guy target focusing. One of the biggest things in Overwatch that people lack at at high levels is literally target focusing, and you can't do that if you're not calling it out. And it's kind of building upon what you're saying about you know you know trying to put the team together to do like one one focus. And if you guys actually can do it you'll automatically move up higher like easily. Uh, but yeah, definitely making people realize how important comms are and how important working together is is definitely something to work on. But when I hear some low-level comms, it's like, 
just people calling people bad or like yeah. you know, get get off this here, you're not doing anything or like, you know, and it's it's sad. But Which yeah. doesn't help. I mean, like it doesn't help anything. Like if you at least tell them what you think they did wrong and to try to do it as nice as you can, like that might help, but calling them bad, I mean, it's just going to make them mad and play even worse than they were already playing. Yeah. At least that's my yeah. take on it. No, you're yeah. just adding fire to the flame, you know, and oh. it's, 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 it's not the right way to go. Absolutely. Bob is much better at being a positive comps player than me though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just calling everybody bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I, I think I hit my limits way faster than Bob yeah. <laughs> well, does. Yeah, as as soon as we we come in, I'm like, hey guys, what's up? How's how's everybody doing? <laughs> yeah. All right, good. All right. Uh you guys go ahead and choose what you want to play. I'm gonna i I'm I'm gonna fill and try and do the best I can. You know, I just exactly try and get people talking. Yeah. He, he, Bob is, is very, very good at that. Much, much higher threshold than I do. <laughs> but yeah, at lower at lower levels it is comms just way more vicious it's like quicksand it's i it, it was i think it's a lot harder to get from bronze to silver than it is to get from gold to platinum <laughs> don't you tell me to calm down bro oh, don't you tell yeah. me to, no, that was still my favorite of all time yeah this is <laughs> yeah, what he we, told you not to tell him to calm down so we had uh just what he's talking about we had the, we were playing a competitive game and um it was on hanamura I think we uh, we kind of got staggered three three, but there's three people on the point and they're fighting. But the three of as they're fighting, the three of us, like the people who died, come in and we kind of clean up the outside. Which we clean up the outside reinforcements and we're shooting into the point and cleaning up the point. And there's like a guy shouting like, "Why is nobody on the point?" When there's two people on the point with him already, <laughs> but he's freaking out. It's like, "Why nobody on the point?" I'm like, "Hey, we were just there was a fight out here. You know, just take it easy. We're fighting. Like, Don't tell me to calm down, bro." <laughs> like he is like freaking out. Yeah. So yeah, that you got to take it easy sometimes, folks. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Competitive isn't like you know a cakewalk or a vacation but at the same time like just bring it down just a little bit you're not getting you're not getting paid at platinum <laughs> yeah and i think i think what i said right after that was like all right guys can we clear comms please uh, let's just get pertinent information please i mean <laughs> yeah, he did, yourselves. yeah he did stop and we and we did win yeah so yeah, it, 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 see, I said Bob's the good guy, but all I did was say, "Hey, take it easy," like not even like, calm down, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, but um, but moving on, can you guys have any tips for like game setup? Like you know, how, like what are your like what what are basic settings that you, that you think people should be using? Um, all right, so I, I get I have my Overwatch open right now, but all right, so basically, um, I think you mentioned it earlier, lowering all your graphics quality, even players with the most insane setups have their basically everything on low um that's super important because i think blizzard starts you off at like ultra depending on your graphics cards which will probably really really lower your fps um in terms of like sensitivity stuff it's it's really really all preference blizzard does put it relatively high i'm not sure what the starting one is um but it really depends on your dpi uh, most pros play at 400 sensitivity between 8 to 10 cent or sorry 400 DPI, 8 to 10 sensitivity is usually around where they play at. Um, so make sure you adjust that properly to make sure it's, you know, it's to your play style. Lower sensitivities is uh, you have an easier way to aim if you're a hitscan player because you can kind of control your shot a little bit more. If you got a small mouse pad, make sure you raise your sensitivity. Um, 
And then another thing people don't really know about either is, you know, well, obviously changing the crosshairs, but make sure you're changing your uh, your scope sensitivity if you're a sniper player. Some guys just leave it at 30 and never realize that, that that slider ever exists. They realize, like, why they can't hit these grapple shots or they, why they can't hit these crazy shots or why it's so hard to move once they scoped in. But so wait, people, people need to learn how to change that. Okay, so do you move it up or do you you move it down? Because I act, I actually don't have this set because I don't play Anna or or Widow, but I've never set that. Yeah, so we actually, well, in terms of me, uh, I'm a Widow player, but I'm used to playing on low sensitivity. Um, I heard the sweet spot ranges between like 35 and 40. If you can kind of find it in there, uh, it'll be closer to your. It's like one to one to your sensitivity or that area, depending on what you play at. Uh, so, so I play on the higher. lower end of it. Yeah, so I play on the lower end of it, so I play around um, 8 sensitivity. Uh, sorry, yeah, 400 DPI, 800 sensitivity, and I play at 34 scope sensitivity. Just to build up, sorry to interrupt, just to build up that, though, I think it also depends on what game you're coming from for using scopes. Like, if you're coming from a Team Fortress 2 background, that sniper scope is a bit faster, so to speak, than maybe... What other games are there? Call of Duty scoping sensitivity, stuff like that, or PUBG, any of those shooters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some scopes in some games, they do move slower, and some mm-hmm. move faster compared. It's just, it, it's tough with that for me. Yeah, that's why, because in CSGO, it's relatively one-to-one. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I try to make it as close to one-to-one as possible. Some guys like a faster sense, a scope sensitivity. Uh, when they're scoped in, some guys like it a lot slower. Um, but trying trying to fine tune that as like a secondary kind of sensitivity option because Overwatch only gives you one. Right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally because like every time I do play uh, play Widow in Random Hero, I'm always like, oh my god, I can't move at all. <laughs> but I play at a uh, sixteen hundred DPI and four point five in game, so. I'll have to look up what I should move it up to to get to get more one one to one. Yeah, so sixteen hundred because I always use like the DPI calculators and stuff like that to yeah. uh, make it easier. So yeah, and I and I began at sixteen hundred and the default uh, the default fifteen, and oh. it was hard to 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 change, and I did have to buy a much larger mouse uh, m- uh mouse pad but it was totally worth it now but it was about a month of like struggling with it yeah well you're playing at about a what 18 at 400 sean is that about right you said 2.5 at 1600 i thought it was 4.5 oh no saying? uh 4.5 yeah so 18 18 yeah 18 is it so your scope range is might even exceed 40 or might oh, be really no close shit. might be really close to 40 yeah. just just to make it one-to-one Okay, I'll have to I'll have to play with that some. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about PC, and and when you talk Overwatch, most of the focus is on PC. But um, do you guys have any coaching services uh for console players? Because even like from a settings perspective, right? Like we were, the conversation we were just having, you know, when you talk hit scan, you want to go, you know, you generally want to have a slower um or a lower sensitivity but on console a lot of people you, you actually turn your sensitivity up so that you can move around a lot faster and one thing i was surprised about when i when i play i have it for ps4 and xbox one and um 
The one thing I was surprised about is how much easier it is to play Soldier and Widow and Sombra on console than PC because it's so much easier to predict movement from other characters. I never even thought about that. Like when I when I was when I was you know going to play, I never thought that it would be that easy. Um, so yeah, like do you guys offer like do you consider uh, do you have any console coaches? Do you offer any um, you know coaching for console players? Uh, yeah, for sure. We have multiple coaches who specialize in console gameplay, and our coaches are also separated by region, NA and EU, and that's to help players line up their schedules. So when they're PMU coach, they're generally in the same time zone. Uh, as of now, there isn't any platform-specific search functionality implemented on our bot, but that could definitely change if there's a high demand for it. But there are console coaches. It's just usually it'll be tagged in their name. There's no search option for console or PC. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I think to add on top of that that. You know, Discord is like like you said, PC kind of geared and driven. Uh, that's why we haven't seen a lot of console players flow into our Discord channel. Uh, there are some, but it's it's quite minimal at the moment. Um, and I think it's just because Discord hasn't put themselves on console yet, or there hasn't been an easy way for them to utilize Discord. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you know Discord figures it out, or once we figure out a way to kind of consolidate that, I think we can definitely get a lot more an influx of players from console and coaches from console. Right, yeah. I mean, I'd, I might want to talk to one of your coaches about Arissa on console. I play Arissa <laughs> a lot on PC, and I do, um, I, I think Bob will say I do pretty well with her, right? We're doing all right with with Arissa, you know, not pro oh, yeah. level or anything like that, but doing okay. Dude, on console, I was play, I've been playing Arissa on console recently, and she just gets wrecked by so many people. I mean... Let's say Tracer versus Arissa. Not a very good matchup, even on PC, right? And especially if you're playing at higher levels. But when you're talking platinum level play, I can at least live through that encounter. On console, dude, her, Sombra, I got one shot by Hanzo four times in one match today. Like, because Arissa, like, because I don't have, you can't move, I can't aim as fast with, you know, on console. So I was like, how do you deal with that on Arissa? Because she just felt like, a, like she was in a really bad place on console, essentially using the same, um, you know, character balances they have on PC. Because, you know, oh, go ahead. I mean, do they, do they have, uh, I, I know, they balance it differently, right? Barely. Like, the only balance difference right now is that Torbjorn and Symmetra's turrets do 15% less damage. So they kind of started off balancing them differently, but they really, like, it's kind of just like, eh, whatever. Like, they got, they, they, they stopped dealing with it. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, there is, like, an issue. Like, it is an issue. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah, she 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 she's a big old blimp just walking around, and people who have like fast movement, like Genji or Tracer or even Sombra, like since her body is so big, they just lay into her, and there's yeah. nothing you could you can barely defend yourself, you know. Yeah, I, Arista is definitely a a big creature in the yeah. game. <laughs> it's a really really big target and super fun to shoot at. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huge. I have great aim when it comes to Orissa. <laughs> Look at this guy's tracking. I think everybody has great aim when it comes to Orissa. Um, but yeah. definitely on PC, I can, 
I can live. I can definitely live a lot longer or survive tracer encounters. At least live at least long enough for somebody to come scare tracer away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, that is definitely um that is a concern of mine. I'm 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 still gonna keep going because I really like Arisa as a character. So especially now that they they killed my hog. So <laughs> rest in peace. Faster. Yeah, I know, right? Like, come on, come on. But, yeah, he's not not played at all right now. No, no, that, that's def- it. Kind of pisses me off when he has played right now. If it's on my team, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, did you not read the patch notes? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like, it's. It, it, I really feel bad about because to me, with Hog, I mean, you guys, it would be great if you guys could chime in on this. Like, I didn't think that his hook and pull was that hook and kill was that big of a deal for the simple fact that because when i would play against him especially if i knew he was there and he makes a ton of noise so you kind of know when he's around you can bait the hook you know you you just gotta pay attention to when he's around when you bait the hook he is wide open and hog just didn't make that great of a tank so his trade-off was like ah he's not gonna mitigate that much damage for you but he can completely wipe somebody off of the off of the other team for you. That was like the trade-off, and now he just doesn't have it. Like, how do you guys feel about that, the hog change? I think before, the reason why he was so good is he was able to definitely make it a five-on-six super easy. Uh, I think that was the biggest trade-off. Um, plus, he can get in and out of these like different flank paths and flank routes super easily because he is a high high HP character. Yeah, you can get a lot of, uh, of ult charge shooting at him, but it's easy for him to go in and out uh, if you're playing with the right, right path corners. Uh, now you have to kind of play him a little bit more standardly. Uh, since the meta right now is super dive, 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 um, he's not that good because he's too slow, can't kill anyone with the hook shot anymore. Um, so you got to play him with the Ryan. You got to kind of babysit him. He got, he's kind of that, that babysit character. And he'd be good if he's playing against another Ryan character. But since Ryan isn't played as much anymore either, you're kind of seeing a lot less of Roadhog. All right. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Because. Like you said, the meta is all dive comp now. It's no longer hit scans or pit comp, anything like that. It's you don't hide behind a shield. You're you're diving straight in with Genji Tracer, Tracer Winston, Diva, even Zarya sometimes. And Roadhog just unless you hit his like the right click hook left click combo, you're not killing anyone anymore. Like it's just there's no point. Yeah, and, uh, oh, go ahead, Bob. Do okay. Do you guys think he was okay before, or do you think that it is a good change? I know he's not. He is. He is. He's a good now, and he will need some looks. But do you think it was a good change to take that 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 one shot kill out of the game? I mean, I think that's why it got taken out of McCree a long time ago to do like the right click fan the hammer, just because you can pretty much kill anybody. Um, Roadhog is pretty much similar to that uh, now. I think there should be some characters that should still be able to die to completely uh, and maybe reduce for others. I don't know how that should work, but I think Roadhog's impact to kill basically almost anyone he hooks um, towards, you, towards your team, they will die, more or less. Um, McCree's, you kind of had to get in close range and kind of play that battle, but Roadhog's kind of brings you into the fight. You get surrounded instantly by that. Um, but I think, I think he was okay before. Actually, I think you're you're right. He is loud. Um, you can kind of bait the hooks in and out. If he, once he misses it, he is kind of wide open. But if he does get those picks, he every time he gets a pick like that on a support or on a DPS player, 
it sets your team back at least 10 seconds. And that's just constantly, he was constantly doing that the entire time. Constantly had to play 5v6s or switch off to kind of a more ranged or standard approach. Um, he's kind of got to look at the game a little bit differently from what it was back then to now. I mean, just the meta just completely shifted. Oh, absolutely. I think I think if they would have just taken Roadhog, right, and made it so that, okay, he can't one-shot 200 health characters, but if he can, if he pulls a Mercy or a Tracer, Tracer is not easy to hook, okay? When I hook Tracer, she should die. Tracer's <laughs> easy to hook, yeah. man. Tracer's easy to hook. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, she is, to- like, she really is. Like, I, I main dog, and I mean, the really good ones aren't, but I mean, you can, you could hook her anywhere in her her blink path like she was actually one of the the easier ones for me to hook well that's i think that that's on the tracer for blinking you know kind of like expecting where she's gonna go you know what i'm saying maybe she should be a bit more erratic but i mean like you know it's definitely i think it's easier to hook a mercy flying uh, flying to somebody or hooking a sombra or something like that like it was, I've hooked so many Sombras that went invisible, you know, and that's their fault for just going yeah. in the same exact path. But I think if it, if the character was 150 health, they should die. And maybe if they lowered the hitbox of the hook, like, you know, like made it so that it only actual was the hook portion of it, because I definitely have hooked to the right or the left of somebody. And it was like, snap. And then like it brought up to me. <laughs> so I, I think that would have helped. But I think it was just a little bit too much. So. We'll see. Lots of people are happy, though. Lots of people are happy. Yeah, lots of people definitely are definitely happy. I mean, even maybe the shot only does more damage if he gets a hook. You know, maybe like that could be a thing, right? Uh, uh, that, that that way it's more case by case situation. One of the shot is normal. One of the things I heard su- suggested in one of the discords was your your damage or your hook. Like the actual hook damage is, uh, m- like more the f- further uh uh away the hook is. Like I'm trying to remember exactly what he what he said, but basically the longer hook you you get, the more damage the actual hook does, which I thought was kind of a neat idea. It's kind of a yeah. a, Dota, a Dota thing, I think. I think that was. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I remember a hero, a hero doing that. Like the further you are, the more damage it does, kind of thing. Which I, w- would be cool. I mean, kind of hitting that like MLG's, t- you know, three sixty kind of hook. Yeah. Just increasing the hook damage when it hits. Yeah. You even one shot the one fifty L. Yeah. Yeah. Although the hook uh, still does drop you off ledges. That, they, that they do need to fix that. I think that that is kind of a messed up way to. Die I hate it, dude. I hate it so bad. Yeah. Oh, when you get hooked into like a pit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you get Helios. when you get hooked and then turned. Oh right. Yeah. Oh no, I do. I, yeah, that is a little. That's he pretty says, weak. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. Actually, weak. Have you seen that? Uh, there was a video of someone who just it was in the PTR. I'm sure they fixed it, but he grabbed people and then just spin. He was on like a hundred sensitivity. I don't know what DPI, and they would just go fly. <laughs> I did not. I, know. I, I, I totally I saw that. that. Yeah, I remember that. That was something. They, they did fix it, but it wasn't the game for a while, actually. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was super annoying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't see that, thankfully. That just <laughs> made me angry, even though it didn't happen <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, so what other activities or services does your Discord community provide? Um, so we have 
pug coordinators, or we call them pug help, uh, and they basically set up pugs every single day. Sometimes we even get two lobbies full of them. And like I said, this is for uh, any SR players that can come in. You can be whatever, play with play with pros. We have pros trickle in sometimes and play with us. Uh, we have our top 500 GM players that play with us, and even a lot of our students get to play with their coaches or get to play with Wawa or, or whoever. Um, on top of that, we are running a lot more tournaments. We had our first one. Not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but it's uh, WBC Amateur Uprising. And what that was was a basically invited eight teams of platinum to diamond level players. Um, and we kind of, you can sign up as a free agent or as a pre-made team. And what we did is we gave each team a professional coach. And these are coaches from like Liquid, coaches from um, Splice. I think now the coach for Renegades. Um, we had a lot of these high-level coaches and analysts coach these guys for about three weeks before these teams went into a tournament. And then they can play and grow. And you saw the teams from like week one all the way till finals week. And these teams grew like crazy. Like you wouldn't even expect these guys to be diamond plat anymore. They were playing at like, they had like master's level coordination. Um, and the players loved it. Like the, the, the students got a lot out of it. Um, they got to play with professionals. I think one of our coaches uh, is a coach for Selfless. So it was uh, Legit RC. And he actually had uh, Defran and Sinatra coach a couple students just just because he was their coach and the students you know they ended up taking i think second place in the tournament um but yeah they, they grew they grew insane you had some guys start off at 3000 and by the end of the the tournament they were at 3900 just because they, they grew so fast so it was a good experience for the coaches a uh, good experience for the students um we're gonna have a season two as well for that and we're also gonna help open up some other tournaments um for other high-level players and basically open to anybody. Very nice. Yeah, I um, you, you brought up pugs, and one of my favorite things about the both the UT community and the CS. Well, I played uh, Counter Strike Source, so that community back in IRC where they had uh, you know, pugs, pug channels specifically. But I mean, Source didn't have it, but. UT two K four had an actual pug bot where you just go into the channel, you sign up for the pug. The pug bot picks two captains, and then the captains actually, you know, they pick their teams like it was like a basketball game, you know, like a street game on the court, you know. And we go in and have a good time. I used to love doing that, and that it was kind of the same thing where you would go in, you could be on because we used uh, ladders at the time. So you could be ranked like 20th team or 30th team on the ladder. And you can play with somebody from a team that's like number one on the ladder and you can learn a lot because they still want to win. So now they're telling you all the secrets. Like, okay, you do this. This is how we defend this, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's actually really nice. <laughs> yeah. And we, we have uh, like those pugs every day. We have two kind of systems for it. We can either do the, the way that you just said it. Or we have a captain system. Uh, we usually either have, uh, we, we started off usually with the two highest level players picking teams. And then after that, we'll have, you know, two players that haven't played yet. And then they'll assemble teams. Uh, if the te if the players are, are new and no one really knows um, who, like, they are. Like, if it's, like, your first time there and you don't know who the players are, you kind of don't, you're uncomfortable picking teams. You might pick a really, really bad team. Uh, then we have our pug help guys that actually do the balancing for, for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice, yeah. That's just. A, do you have that for PC and console, or just PC for now? 
currently it's only PC. Uh, like we said earlier, I think the lack of Discord accessibility for console is deterring them from coming into our community and playing pugs. And we actually haven't opened that up yet. But I mean, mm-hmm. if that if that number did ever come, we're definitely going to figure out a way how to set that up. Right. So basically, console players need to you need to get in the Discord. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. You need yeah, to there get is an app on your on your phone. You there can is. grab and use. Yeah, I know in our Discord, we uh, a, a bunch of people that are in there. They're definitely console players. Like I play with them on console, and they hop in. They hop into the Discord, so it can't be that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys had any like uh, roadblocks or issues getting the community up and running? Uh, I wouldn't say we've really had any huge roadblocks per se. Uh, once we get once we got started uh, getting traction, that's when all the partners began kind of putting in some serious man hours. We realized that we had something real. We wanted to keep building it, and from there it just sort of took off. If I had to say or had to come up with a roadblock, it would probably be the barrier we face now in gaining more exposure, because it's kind of an exponential thing. And we're still really quite new. So even though we have gained that initial traction, it's it's going to take some serious work to keep growing at the rate that we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think exposure is always <laughs> always an issue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it's I don't know. I, I think because there's so much there there's so many many ways to get a message out. There's so much content coming through. There's so many people trying to sell you their thing and trying to get you into their communities that it's hard to grow a community, which yeah. is c- kind of one of the good things about the way it used to be. Like, you know, not everybody could get on and make a server for IRC. You know, there weren't two quake nets, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was the one quake net and it had the channels in there. And then, you know, not everybody knew how to make, to make, well, you can make IRC channel easy, but not everybody knew how to make like IRC bots and get yeah. into that. You know, the blessing and the curse of the current internet is that communication way easy. Uh, but a lot of people fill it with trash and it's hard to get, uh, you know, get the message out there. And then on top of that, you, you, you know, community segmenting and stuff like that. Because it's, you know, look at Discord. Anybody can make a Discord server. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anybody can make one. They can make their own community. And then you have, instead of having one cohesive community, or even two or three or five cohesive communities, you have hundreds. Exactly. So, and we're, sorry to interrupt there, but... No, 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 you, you go for it. Uh, for our community, like, we're trying to grow on multiple different channels of media. So we have our YouTube, we have our Twitch, we have Reddit, we have Twitter, we have our Discord community. So we're trying to keep all of that updated and current so that we can cater to everyone. And that's that's kind of our main focus right now to overcome that hurdle and keep gaining this exposure so that we can keep generating this content. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to keep going because I mean if you focus too hard on just getting the message out I and mean, you don't have the content going or you don't have everything. And if you don't have the, you know, you, you, you T's crossing your eyes dotted. Somebody comes check out the community, but, Oh, this isn't what they said it is. And then they immediately leave and they never check it out again. And yeah. they're telling all their people, Oh no, don't go in there. It's not worth it. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, that, that, that's like, it is definitely difficult. I, I, uh, I filled your, uh, I can feel your pain there. Um, so what characters are your mains or your favorite characters, you know, personally? 
Um, well, when I play solo, I usually just flex, just like uh, was mentioned earlier by Bob. But if I have to heal, Lucio hands down. I love him. The movement is just so fun. For main roles, mm. I usually play off tank or DPS. Off tank, probably Zarya, Diva. I I enjoy that sort of uh, protective playstyle, but you can also dish out damage in zone. And DPS, I enjoy again, Gir Hanzo. And I personally feel that the skill ceilings on those heroes are particularly high, so there's always room to improve, and that's probably why I enjoy them so much. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I am a. I've always been a sniper. I've been an opera in CSGO my whole life. So Widowmaker was the first character I was ever drawn to. Uh, so I'm a Widow main, uh, but I'm a DPS flex player when I played competitive Overwatch. So uh, Soldier, Widow, McCree, Tracer, usually the hit scan DPSs. And then if I have to uh, to flex, I can flex into like May Diva Zarya. Nice. I... Even even the Torbjorn if I had to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Torbjorn. That, that used to be a joke. It's not a joke no more. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Dude, I can wreck on first point two CP with Torb, especially if I have an Orissa watching me. Yeah. It's mean, man. It's mean. Torborissa is a mean combo if you can pull it off. We had uh, our first week of the, the tournament we hosted, wasn't it Torb Symmetra? Is I think on, on Hollywood teams. on Hollywood it was Torb yeah. Symmetra and Orissa. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Yep. We do that a lot actually. It was tough. Yeah, like that. Yeah, we Bob is right. We do do it quite frequently, <laughs> so we have some pretty good nights. I used to when I first started playing this back in close beta. I actually, um, I used to play Widow a lot. That's the first character I picked up, and I was the I was pretty good with her. But then I started playing other characters. Like I, 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 I always used to say like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, main anybody. I flex, but that's not what my stats say. <laughs> my stats say that I, I i main like various tanks um so you know i actually i did zari was my most played character for a long time and i think it's because um back before i really i started playing competitive with you know groups of people i used to just it was just trying to keep your team alive they're gonna go and do stupid things at least with Zarya, if the Genji is someplace he's not supposed to be and I can see him, I can I can at least bubble him so he can get out of there. And I ended up starting playing tanks a lot. So now when I go back to play Widow, I am trash. I'm like ashamed. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick something else. What happened to me? What have I done with you know with my life here? <laughs> you know, but I'm like Overwatch has ruined me. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I I definitely respect um, the, the the widow mains because it's definitely not as easy as some people think it is. You know, it's it just not as easy. I mean, for a while there, it was pretty easy for them to pick off Zenyatta's. He was just like a, a nice little floating, you know, floating box <laughs> for him to hit. But yeah, like yeah, it's she's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> drives and it drives me nuts when when people say that playing Hanzo's easy. Like, try it, bro. Try it. Yeah. Hanzo's not easy at all. Definitely not. Being a good Hanzo, so difficult. Like, there's just a huge gap between, I guess, the average Hanzo and Raksu, for instance. Like, man, you're not going to get there for years. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I respect Hanzo Mans to a degree. The problem I have, 
they shoot fucking trees like the hitbox <laughs> on those goddamn arrows is ridiculous <laughs> like if the hitbox was smaller than the arrow i would i think i would be less salty about getting killed by a hanzo but i have definitely watched like my kill cam and the arrow went to the right or to the left of me and i'm just like dead <laughs> just like yo i fucking hate this i hate the fact like a scatter shot with arissa i fucking hate it oh, you yeah. know like yeah, you ever that, watch that uh that carbot video you know who carbot animations is uh, i know like, who a lot they, of are, but... they did a lot of starcraft 2 stuff but they made one for overwatch and they made one for hanzo actually it was like hanzo shooting like a tree in the corner and then reaper just dies like over here you know, yes like... that's the one where they had the um the guys in, in the black suits carrying exactly. the arrows yeah, yeah, yes that was I'm probably a... the perfect description of of hanzo yeah i'm gonna link that in the show notes um, <laughs> because they have oh, go, on, go ahead how to tell a good hanzo for me is just his use of his cooldowns because they're so long like you can tell when they're well utilized like if he's We'll say Hanamura's second point. If he's using that cooldown to search his, uh, oh, what's it called? Not scatter, his, I forget the name of the shot. A sonic sonic arrow. Arrow. Thank you. Yeah. If he's using his sonic arrow to scout out for that Torbjorn turret, things like that, then you know he's, he's, he has that game sense. He's aware of what he needs to do as Hanzo to help his team. Instead of those Hanzos who just run up to the window and start shooting arrow after arrow at whoever is running around and never hitting a shot. Like that, that's what does it to me. It's cooldown management. Yeah. I could, like, I also, you could tell a good Hanzo by, like, playing Sombra and hacking them so they can't use Scattershot <laughs> and then watching them panic and shoot arrows all over the place without actually yeah. hitting you. That is, I love that feeling. It's awesome. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say the Carbot animations, they made another video with Roadhog where Lucio boops Roadhog off of the edge of um, Watchpoint Gibraltar, and he throws his hook, and the hook just goes through all these different corners to find Lucio, <laughs> hooks him, and pulls him into it. Like, that's that's another funny one. But I, they, I used, they, do, they do good work. Yeah, I used to watch them with a lot of the StarCraft stuff, too, so I do I do know it. Um, so how can people help uh, fund the project? Do you have a Patreon or a Kickstarter or, you know... Uh, we, buy me a do. coffee some people that <laughs> use like go ahead <laughs> no we do have a patreon where uh you can donate uh all donors receive at least well depending on how much you donate uh, there's a contributor tag in our discord and there's also a vip contributor uh aside from patreon we have a donation link on our twitch and we recently got our sub button on twitch so with the affiliate program that's also a great way to help us in the community and keep current with those events nice Okay, yeah, that's uh But we but we do want to to point out everything is completely free. This is all yes. just if you if you, if you want to help out. Yeah, definitely. All of our services, our community, it's all free. The coaches, all of that is free. Uh we're not trying to solicit any sort of donations. It's just if you feel you'd like to contribute to us, we'd greatly appreciate it and that's why we give all those tags in Discord just uh so it's it's known that you're one of those VIP contributors towards our community. Right. Yeah. You, you help, uh, they, they're helping make things happen for the rest of that, the community. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Feels good, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels okay. good, bro. Yeah. So, um, I think that's all the questions we really have. Like Bob, do you have anything else or? 
Uh, no, I mean we're gonna put the 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 Discord in the in the notes, but uh, should you just spell it out, maybe? I don't. Sure. Uh, we have a vanity link. It's just Wawa's Bootcamp. One word: W A W A S B O O T C A M P. So okay. yeah, that's our Discord link. Awesome. Okay, and what about the uh, the Patreon? Patreon, I might want to just. That might be a more complicated link to spell out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you oh. Google Wawa's Bootcamp Patreon, it should be the first one that you see. But right. We can we can give you guys that link. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah. We, we can put that to the show notes too. Yeah. Might be easier just to link it on the show. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna link all that into the show notes. That'll be that. That's no problem. Uh, so before we go. Do you guys want to maybe give any any general tips? You know, like don't be salty. <laughs> That's huge, actually. Just stay positive. Well, I guess it. Yeah, general tip would be like you know, like even though some players don't want to flex out, you know, it's it's not a bad thing to to have to fill. Um, it helps you as a player to expand your hero pool. It also doesn't add you know more fuel to the flame. Again, like if if your team's running one healer, like maybe try and be the healer because trying to go in with five DPSs or a team with one healer is not going to work out. So why kind of make it worse? You know, um, just fill, expand your hero pool, learn a little bit more. It's good to know every character in a little bit because then you know uh, every character's limitations, you know every character's, um, how far each character can go to kill you and what you need to do to kill them. So it's beneficial for you to, have, to be able to fill and flex. So always try it out, then stay positive, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I actually was pointing that out to my wife recently, who's actually playing playing Pharaoh right now. But uh, the more you play other characters, because she plays Mercy, she's got 300 plus hours as, Mer- as Mercy, and playing other characters helps you see how you can survive as Mercy better. And, and so just having that, that knowledge of the games and how everybody's cooldowns work is just is just really good. And like you said, it doesn't matter how good of a a DPS you are, you're not gonna carry if everybody's playing DPS and the other team has an actual team comp. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so do you guys want to uh, give out? Do you have like uh, Twitters that you want to give out? Like, how can people get in contact with you if you want them to? Like, like don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, no. easiest, easiest way would be uh, to either go on Discord and uh, look up HyperX Piffy. You can message me. I I don't shoo away anybody. Um, as well as you know, Twitter and Twitch is both the same. It's at Seanis Piffy, S E A N I S S P I F F Y. Okay. Uh, our Twitter though and Twitch is same thing. Wawa's bootcamp, one word. Same as our Discord. So really easy to find us. All right, great. Well, like I said, thank you very much for coming on to the show and, and talking with us a little bit about your initiative. Uh, hopefully, it keeps growing because it sounds like a really good thing for the community. You know, uh, hopefully, the people who need to go go. <laughs> you got to swallow the pride a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. thank you guys for having us. I mean, this is this is a, another way for the public to know that we exist and we're we're here to help. Uh, we we do think we did think that there was a, a a void or a gap between 
the average Joes versus the higher tier players. Uh, so we're kind of filling that gap, getting them in contact, finding ways to improve overall. Um, I mean, if you don't want to listen to a regular person that's your level, maybe listen to someone that's top 500 or you know, a pro at the game. Um, but yeah, thanks for giving us the opportunity. Hey, no really problem. It. Hey, it's no problem hey, at all. You. you guys are awesome. And this is a really cool, cool thing, man. It's super cool. Absolutely. You guys are welcome to come back anytime. If you want to get, you know, some information out, you're running some tournaments, let us know. And, you know, you could definitely, uh, we could put you on. Gladly. Awesome. All right. It's okay. Awesome, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming again. That's going to wrap up the interview. And we're going to go ahead and get back to the show. Oh, that'll do fine. All right. Once again, thank you guys very much while uh, both my gun and spiffy uh for coming on the show to talk about wawa's boot camp and i really hope uh you know our community takes advantage of that program you know even if you play on console just put just get discord on your phone like if you're looking to improve because they do have console coaches like they mentioned if you're looking to improve you know put discord on your phone or on your laptop and just hop on and they can uh you know they can work with you. I think that's a that's a huge help. I mean, like Bob said, he got playing the game as Widowmaker. I mean, it was quick play, but still, he's yeah, playing the game the as Widowmaker. That's the first time I've ever got it as Widow in any game mode. So, I mean, it's a, I, mean I, I got four kills back to back. Like, that just, I mean, it's never, I mean, it's happened to me with Hanzo, but never with Widow. Feels good for right. you, bad for them. Feels yeah. good, man, bad man. <laughs> yeah, I thought Thanks, it was uh, boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and like not just coaching, like the the pugs are super cool too. Like the like the whole reason that I liked to to play in the cow league minute men is because I get the opportunity to play with a caliber of players that. I just wouldn't have a chance to to play with, and these guys do open pugs every day. Like you can go play with them every day, and it's a nice. I mean, it's nice, um, nice stress free, sr free, and environment. In fact, that's what I should have just went to after I lost that first game. They had pugs going. I should have just joined with their pugs. Then I wouldn't have been so damn salty. Yeah. So now you can actually go to pugs instead of switching to your Smurf and stomping low tears. <laughs> ah, <know? yep. laughs> now you can do that instead and stop <laughs> being a bad person. <laughs> well, I've been practicing Tracer on my lobby. That's been ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So well, let's say, I, I can't say thank you enough for having them come on to the show because I think yeah, they uh, were awesome. Yeah, we don't have many interviews here, but the interviews that we do uh, that we do have on the show, I, I want them to be valuable for the community, and I think that was definitely valuable for the community. So thanks again. They're welcome back anytime. And if you guys check out Wawa's Bootcamp, you know, let us know and tell us your experience so we can talk about it on the show a bit more. You know, we're all about helping the community. You know, so or even but, uh, let them know where you heard about them. From yeah. The oh yeah. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but let's go ahead and move on to our weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right. Slow news week for Overwatch, which is a good thing. So this show won't be that long compared to the rest of the shows we've been having like for the past couple of weeks. 
But uh, one big piece of news that came down is that Mercy can no longer res from inside spawn. Why that was allowed to happen in the first place? I don't know. Why? Why? It clearly wasn't a bug. Like, this is definitely like a change that they're doing to make it seem more fair. Yeah, it should have never been in the game, ever. Most frustrating thing. It used to happen all the time. A Temple of Anubis. Just, I mean, it should have never been there. Well, it's something yeah. like when, when they changed Symmetra where you couldn't drop her shield or you couldn't um, drop the telly. Uh, after a certain point when you leave spawn, they should have fixed the same thing with Mercy where you couldn't res inside spawn. That shouldn't have yeah. been there either. Like, yeah. Well, like, okay, so you're you're talking about when they first changed her and gave her the shield generator. So... Telly in spawn before just would have been stupid. So yeah. like they just didn't worry about turning it off. But then when they made it shield gen, well, that got really OP at that point. So it, they changed that quick. Yeah, Mercy's res quick. from spawn has been in the game since it started. They should have did the same thing with that when they did that. Yeah, well, they should. They're making now. They're making some sensible changes. Like, look at Reinhardt's Earth Shatter. Why was it ever possible for him to knock a Farah out of the sky? Right with Earth Shatter because he's Reinhardt. <laughs> you know. You know, so, when you're not touching the ground, you get hit too, right? <laughs> you feel the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. On, so, That's why we. Yeah, love. yeah. So <laughs> they're, they're making poor some- Reinhardt. They're making some sensible decisions. The next sensible decision they need to make is stop that goddamn Symmetra uh, gun from going around corners. <laughs> uh, I disagree. You disagree with that? Okay. Yeah, I got it. You know, fuck that. I want Roadhog's hook to go around corners now. <laughs> he needs it. He needs it at this point. He's seeking, you know, he's seeking hook. He needs something to go through. Maybe go through walls or something. <laughs> oh man yeah like that yeah that uh, that's what i want to see next but thankfully that is gone all right so we got a surprise on the doomfist side of things today um yeah i'd say we did yeah (laughs) uh blizzard went ahead and released uh one of their i guess one of you you can call them lore posts if you want to uh about doomfist uh detailing some information about you know the attacks in Numbani that happened right before Orissa was released. And apparently this comes from a, uh, you know, quote-unquote three-month investigation after initial reports of a uh, security break-in at a maximum security installation. I don't recall them ever saying anything about a breakout, like a prison break, in the Orissa posts. Like, obviously we knew that somebody came, that somebody being Doomfist, trashed the OR-15s, and then took the Doomfist. But in this post, it clearly talks about there was a prison break. Uh, they mentioned Reaper. Uh, there's some so Helix Nat, like a maximum security prison. Reaper and Talon break in to the prison and break out Doomfist, who we have a real name for. His name is Akande Agundimu. That's that's what we're going with here on Watchpoint Radio. That's That's the pronunciation we're going with. Until we hear it from somebody at Blizzard. Akande uh, Agundemo. Also known as Doomfist. Yes, better known as Doomfist. That is a Doomfist's actual name. And we checked before uh, we recorded, but those those banners and Numbani 
do not have his name on it. And I know, I know originally there was a lot of talk that Doomfist was going to be an Omnic, because on the third poster where it has a successor, it has Omnic writing on it. So, I don't know. I don't know, like, you know, when the patch goes live with Doomfist, are they going to retcon that? Are they going to fix the posters? Like, what are they going to do? I don't know. But either way, this post comes out, tell, basically tells us that Doomfist escaped with the help of Reaper and Talon. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Doomfist was in was the head of Talon, I think. If, if, if lore serves me correctly, like, Doomfist was the head. Have, so they basically got their leader out. I have no clue on that. I didn't even hear about him till season two of the game. Oh, Doomfist? Yeah, and I heard him, and I heard about him from one of my friends that I played with. Oh, well, yeah, he he's been there since the beginning, and in, in the original cinematic, uh, that kid says, "Oh, it's Winston defeated Doomfist." That's when that's when his name first pops up. You know, I should go back and rewatch those because. I've rewatched Dragons and I've rewatched the 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 Last Bastion, but I haven't rewatched a lot of those. And when I watched them initially, I didn't have as much understanding of the game. Like they were just kind of like I don't know, they didn't stick with with me. But if I I should probably just go back and rewatch them. Yeah, that'll probably be a good idea, especially you know with this coming up. So. Apparently, yeah, Doomfist, you know, was broken out of prison by Talon, and then he kind of went underground, and then he resurfaced in Numbani. So that's where Arissa comes in. That's when the OR-15s got trashed and the Doomfist got stolen, which, by the way, like I said before, makes the Numbani map completely irrelevant, the fact that the Doomfist is gone. It is it weird. <laughs> yeah, like you're just escorting nothing. An, an, a broken vial. Yeah, that that's it. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it fed us a little bit of information, but the fact that this comes out, like, <laughs> it, it's really reminiscent of what happened with Arissa, and, you know, based on previous timelines, it's, it'll be about time for them to release a new hero. And Doomfist would be it. Right? Yeah. Although they could just be messing with us, and yeah, they I could give us Hammond. I don't think they want another Sombra situation, though. That's why I, th- I think they're going to try to avoid that. Like, try, they strung Sombra from like June, like June or early July out into November. Like, so I don't think they want to do that again because people were just pissed. Any anything can happen because I thought Doomfist was coming, and then this Orissa I never heard of popped out of nowhere. So that is true. Now, they also mentioned in the post that uh, questions have been raised about the effectiveness and methodologies of Helix, which in recent years has in- has greatly increased its profile as a world security force. But after a number of high-profile incidents, including the breach of a top mil- uh, of a top-secret facility in Egypt, those who have objected to I'm sorry, those who have objected to the increased privatization of security following the shuttering of Overwatch will have been dismayed that Helix has requested and been granted additional funding by the UN to cope with rising threats. So, I mean, when they talk about this top-secret facility in Egypt, they could just be talking about, um, oh man, what's the name? Temple of Anubis. Maybe they could be talking about something else. You know? 
So that's interesting as well. What I'm curious about and what I think might happen is that I think we might be getting a, during the summer games slash Doomfist event that like we told we talked about that last week that it's gonna be like a like a dual event. I'm thinking that um it's something that Bob suggested before. Well it's something that Bob wanted, I should say at least. But uh I think we're gonna be getting a uprising style event, but with the Talon group instead. Yeah, I'm not sure what episode I mentioned it on. I just remember we were talking about the uprising with you and Mikey, and I just remember saying something along the lines of, what if the next one we play the bad guys? Yeah, so that would be pretty cool, and that would be a pretty cool way to introduce Doomfist, but I don't know if they would... Actually, I don't maybe, like, you know you they start the mission out with you already having freed Doomfist and now you gotta fight your way out of the facility. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's how that would work. I just don't know it well, you did mention something about possibly two events uh, in last ep- last episode, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So it could be two different things, Lucio Ball and something new. Which should be cool. Yeah, because this thing like Lucio Ball isn't new, so. You know, I, it, they're looking for ways to draw, with each event, they're looking for ways to draw people into the game. And I don't think people, I don't, Lucio Ball was popular, but I don't think it was that popular that it's like, oh, let's go play Lucio Ball again. It's just an add-on. And to be honest with you, at this point, they should just keep fucking Lucio Ball in the game as a game mode. So. No, because then, then Melissa would want to play it all the time. Well, as long as it gives XP, right? <laughs> so, yeah, not much. Just a security post. I mean, we could probably speculate all day, but I think Blizzard's going to give us some new information soon, so we'll just roll with that. But yeah, so if you, ha- uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. If you haven't seen it, uh, go ahead and check it out. But it looks like Doomfist is on the way. But moving on, before we start the show, Anthony brought to our attention that there's actually a long list of bugs that are known right now. And since there hasn't really been any patches since the 20th, we believe that these bugs are still in the game. You know, like, so, you know, these are a couple things you need to watch out for. Um, so if you're Reinhardt, uh, this is on Horizon specifically, right? These are Horizon map bugs that we're going to cover first. As you walk through the airlocks with Reinhardt in third-person mode, the camera will push and close on your shoulder before returning to its normal position. So you just that, that's a little jarring. You may want to watch out for that. Um, sprays are not displaying properly on all grass surfaces. Eh, who cares? What projectiles are not being affected by gravity on the moon map? Uh, and some monitors on the map cannot be destroyed by explosions. Eh, that's not that big of a deal, I think. You know, it's not game breaking. However, some of these additional bugs are. Yeah. So players may encounter their audio cutting out mid match. As a workaround, it has been reported that swapping Adobe Atmos on and off can fix the issue. Uh, that's something we talked about before. Um, there's also a spectating bug when spectating a team and third person weapons may not be rendered. Um, if a player is invited to a game that has all players. It has it has all player and spectators last fold. They do not receive an error that they cannot join the game. So I think you oh, just kind of get stuck. Dude, that happened to man. All these things happened to Jack. That happened to yeah. Jack <laughs> yesterday. He, he he tried to join 
one that I that I was in, and it just sat there like loading. And he restarted the client, and I just said, "Well, maybe all the all the spectator spots are full." So that just answers our question right there. Yeah. So that that isn't actually a bug. The career average arrows during end of round flow do not display correctly and sh- or to show doing better or worse than average. So uh, if that's important to you, I don't know. You know, they might want to watch out for that. Uh, we're not gonna really going to cover the game browser options since it's not that big of a deal for most of us. Here's some hero problems. Anna, a hero's hit by Anna's uh, sleep dart may have animation issues when hit by, uh, by other abilities. I'm not exactly sure what that means, though. I haven't seen anything like that. So if you had any funky problems, let us know. Uh, Cruiser Diva has chain has a chance to appear in Hero Select with hair standing up. That happened to me. It looked really weird. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> I want to hey, see that. Cruiser yeah. Diva. Oh, okay. Her hair. I was like, I didn't think the mech had hair. No, no it's Diva's hair. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Diva eject effects. This is a effects. big one. In my uh, in my eyes, it's a pretty big one. That with the oh the diva thing. This one you're about to read. Yeah, exactly. You could have said that after I read it. No, Don't I want to confuse say our audience there. <laughs> Podcast noob. <laughs> I want to alert them and let them know this is big. <laughs> All right, so eject effects can display after diva has already exited her mech. Now this you can go This is a big one. <laughs> Okay, explain why this is big. He Anthony. still couldn't wait till he finished the one. sentence. <laughs> oh, shoot. Say your piece about it, Anthony. <laughs> no, it's a big one, man. It it affects. It affects the way I uh, symmetrical the diva. <laughs> no, no it's a would. big one. It could, it could let you know that, or it could falsify that you're attacking it, or it could falsify... That it's flying out when it's not really flying out at that moment. Right. I'm going to have to concur with Anthony. Sorry, I just tried to do the opposite emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bob. Yeah, he was so excited about this. He was, man. He was animated. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so if Diva is, is killed while reloading her pistol, then the gun will appear to float in the air. That's more of a graphical thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crowd Freeze does not de- clear the debuff from Anna's biotic grenade, so that's a problem. Orissa's supercharger does not stack with Mercy Boost. It's supposed to. Uh, if Sombra uses Translocator as her thermo-optic camo timer expires, the beacon may not be tossed out. I have had that problem. I thought I just I thought it was just like a lag issue. Wait, hold on, hold on. You said something. I want to go back. You said Mercy's and Oris's ult, like the the damage boosts were supposed to interact. I thought they took all of that out the beginning of season, was it four or five, when, when Bastion, you could... You could you could stack up healing buffs and basically make him unkillable. I thought they de- decided to have nothing stack. That's from two mercies, though. I think from two mercies, no. But well, yeah, I think a- two mercies. But I thought they decided like you couldn't you couldn't you you could only stack up to a certain point. 
No, they're saying that that is a bug. No, yeah, it's oh. BS. Because if I play, Mer- I've played Mercy where we've had a Arissa and she she had her all, and I buffed the shit out of everybody. Um, during that, I don't heal. I just buff, buff, buff because it's like double. Yeah, because I think that's it's because Arissa's uh, supercharger is 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 um temporary, right? Yeah, because it dies after a certain point. So, it's so not I like think that's it, why. Yeah, it doesn't last forever. That's why. Well, I know they, I know they did, like Anna's healing grenade along with with Bastion's turret mode. They basically they did something where you can't you can't stack everything up. You can only stack up to a certain a certain amount of damage mitigation, and then it's and then it actually stops at that point because that's why Bastion was unkillable right at right at the beginning there. And they changed something, but I guess I don't have any record of it right now on hand. So, right. but there was something. And if our listeners know what I'm talking about, write in. Says I can't remember. Yeah, but I think like, I think it's just a different train of thought since Arissa can't constantly supercharge. And Maybe Mercy. yeah, that's why. So, but back to what I was concerned about that translocator. <laughs> I've actually had that happen where I thought it was just a lag issue because I would, would be trying to escape and I would die, but that is an actual bug. Uh, this is a problem. Symmetra, I, I kind of don't even want to say it. This is a but, huge problem coming from somebody who plays Symmetra a lot. You want to hold off on that, Anthony, again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I purposely did that. <laughs> Come on, I purposely did that. Huge. The, guys, this is a huge... <laughs> Huge. No, it's not huge. I think it's he's huge. adding suspense or adding. <laughs> I did that on purpose because the first one. <laughs> uh, it's less funny when you explain the joke. Symmetra's so, beam can target friendly May ice walls. So right now, a Symmetra can charge up her beam and then just go like ape shit on whoever comes, like any who whatever enemy comes around. That's the problem there. Whoa, um, what? Yeah, Symmetra's beam can target friendly May ice walls. No, that's not a good thing. That's a problem. No, I don't know if I've mentioned that before. But that is a huge Wait, no. problem. <laughs> Friendly? Yes. yes. That, I'm re- so when you're going I'm to kill right somebody here, when you're Symmetra and May puts up an ice wall, the your beam goes to her ice wall instead of going after the person that you're trying to kill, and it oh. totally like like redirects it from who you're trying to kill. Or if you run up to somebody while there's an ice wall and they're next to it, it goes. You have to like literally stop clicking. And try to point it so it gets to the um, Dude, player that you're trying to kill. But that's a complete. That's that's a that's that's a buff. Like because if May oh, puts yeah, her freaking wall up, you're just like, ooh, shoot, shoot wall. As soon as that wall drops, it's to death to whoever's on the other side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah, a, that's. That's, That's only if you're doing it at like a choke or something. But if if she drops her wall to try to block for a few seconds or something, it's really a pain in the ass. It's really really bad, and that's been around for a while. Right. So oh, it may have like a, a an upside to it, but there's a huge downside with playing Symmetra. It's really bad. When I play, like I play, I play Sim a good amount on first point two CP defense, and I never have a problem grabbing the actual target that I want because I I go for specific targets and I never really have like you just have to aim like you just have to get closer to them and turn at the right 
angle to make a jump off of the other person. Mm. Right, but if you're on one side or next to the wall, it's it's automatically going to go to that wall. You literally have to be away from it or totally turn where the wall's out of your view so the beam goes to the player. Huh. Okay. It, it's 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 it has a really big downside. Well, me and Bob say it's a buff. You say it's it's not. <laughs> well, you just need to learn how to not aim. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's you just have to, to left quick, left click to win. Is that what it is? Is it the left click? <laughs> yeah, left click to win. Yeah. Just so you're saying, just hold it. Can I do my hair and my makeup and you know? Brush my teeth. You can put pancakes and all that. Make, with a, it. <laughs> make a sandwich. Yeah. Let's, uh, so moving on, though. We've spent enough time on Symmetra. Uh, Zarya. Kill credit and is not received when using Graviton Surge to pull players off of a ledge to their death. Eh. Woohoo. As long as you get the... Uh, the, the um, well, actually, maybe that means you also don't get the on-fire credit for it. Or even maybe the alt credit? I don't know. That would suck. A uh, couple map problems. Uh, when entering a match on Co- uh, Castillo, the voice tra- uh, the voice says traveling to Dorado. Aren't they in the same place, though? Technically speaking, it's still true. If Symmetra places her turrets under the elevators on Hollywood, they can appear to flo- to be floating below them. Uh, in certain situations, the jump pads and oasis can launch players higher than intended. <laughs> that it would be pretty funny. I saw that. I want to. I want to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> when falling to your death on Volskaya, the ice on the water does not always break where you fell through. Eh, I don't think anybody who's fallen to their death really cares about that, though. <laughs> Do I have to say, that, Jared? That's a huge, huge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't yeah. give two. Yeah, that's something little that some like bug <laughs> Nazi found out. <laughs> So there's a couple other issues too, like um, I can only hear out of one side of my headphones. Uh, Reaper's and, always on the left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that also has to do with Atmos. But that, the thing is, when Atmos first came out, they told people disable your your software if you if you're using a headset that uses software, which like a lot of USB headsets are gonna do. USB and wireless headsets, you have to disable it for Atmos to work properly. Um, they uh, they said that so that's causing some conflicts there. Uh, Maze left click causes a crash in game and in kill cams, and that's actually a graphics card issue uh, due to the particle effects they found. Uh, upon trying to connect to a match, I get stuck loading for a long period of time, and I'm sent back to the lobby before I ever get uh, before I ever uh, get into the match. And they're just saying that substantially slow load times can prevent you from successfully entering the game. Try closing background applications. They're trying to say, get a, get your shit PC off of our network. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're basically saying. Um, I'm, I'm experiencing naturally high amounts of latency. Uh, yeah, there's no answer for that. Tell your brother to get off a of Pornhub. Uh, or dad. You know. Netflix. Or mom. You know, it's a new age. It's a new age. That's right. 2017 yeah, so. mom's Pornhub in it. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, craziest thing. Um, We're about I to get a Pornhub story? Ping- oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was having, like, I was having weird ping problems, and I moved my wife's computer off 
the the uh, the little switch that I was was using and put her on the like the main hard uh um hard line no more ping problems went straight to the router yeah but what's weird is they only happen at a certain time of of day like basically prime time so might it just be that AT&T got their shit together but i don't know it was weird cuz i i changed it and all of a sudden 20 24 ping at all times once again so i i don't know nice hmm. well i'm pretty sure most people just need to you know get off that shit internet unfortunately if you can there's just some places where you can't do that man thanks america it's crazy crazy. (laughs) yeah but yeah those are some things you should watch out for um you know i this is pretty i'm just saying this is a pretty long list this is longer than normal it feels like and some of that stuff is pretty uh can ruin your experience can can lose you some fights you know but uh okay well we're not gonna do a community discussion this week uh but we are going to close up and we have a special announcement and that is Watchpoint radio merch finally available if you've been following bob on twitter he's been showing off his new stuff uh bob likes the shirts the shirts look good on you bob thank you <laughs> yeah but they we have Watchpoint radio t-shirts hoodies there's a mug uh, the t-shirts come in his and her and multiple colors as well. Not just the the black like we have on the actual podcast um, cover art. Uh, Bob, you have like a, that's like a, a teal shirt you bought, right? I would call that blue. It's blue, but it's like a lighter blue because we have a darker blue as well. I see everything in RGB, red, okay. green, and blue. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we do have some... Uh, some uh, some additional colors. You can go to teespring.com slash stores slash match those buttons. And all of the merch we have available for right now is available there. You'll, you'll find the Watchpoint Radio shirts front and center. Um, until July 31st, you can get free shipping by using the promo code NOMETA. And uh, we will provide a link that has that promo code in it. So you can just go straight to the store and then get, uh, you know, whatever you want and free shipping. So I'll just tell them a little bit about the shirts, Bob. Like, you you know, I thought you'd be more talkative about the shirts because you were excited to get them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I was, uh, I'm always a little, a little worried when I order shirts on, uh, online because I like really soft shirts. For my sensitive skin, but uh, these were these are awesome. Like uh, they did have one thing I don't like is they have a a tag instead of the tag being printed on, but it it pulls off super super easy without ruining the 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 shirt. Which oftentimes, if you pull off an actual tag, it rips the back so these came right off perfect awesome super super good quality i got two of them so i'll be i'll be trying the gray out sometime this next uh this next weekend but yeah it's awesome and melissa loves 
loves hers. It, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say, but she likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, yeah. I've had a rough day, guys. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. The only advice I have is that, uh, just wash and dry the shirts inside out. That's all. That's the only thing I say. Um, cause I actually, I have, um, I did, I, a while ago, I got a double tap shirt and it was fine for a long time and one I, I use it for the gym a lot so i really when i throw those that stuff in the washing machine i don't kindle with the most care and i packed a whole bunch of stuff into the dryer one day with the shirt and then part of the shirt kind of came off with the double tap stuff where the logo was it's not actually not even that bad right now to be honest with you but if i would have just dried it on the other side i would have been fine because it had to be because it was like scraping against the uh the other stuff so that's my only recommendation when it comes to that stuff but the mug looks good too because i saw you with that too bob he just he just flashed it <laughs> flashing the merch so but yeah uh watchman radio merch is available uh we've had requests to to get that out for quite some time but i just didn't want to i wanted to make sure that the quality was good before we pushed it out to the community and uh you know thanks in advance to anybody who purchases the shirt because it definitely helps support the show so save anthony's cats you know yes please <laughs> help us <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and close up uh we always want to hear about your overwatch stories so if you have any please send them over we definitely want to hear uh, from you guys, uh, you know, if you have any funny stories, uh, angry stories, you know, let us know. Uh, we have a PS4 and Xbox, a PS4 community and Xbox One Club. Both are called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So feel free to join that club or community so we can hook up and play sometime. And, you know, that would be cool. We also have a Discord, like I mentioned earlier, and that anybody can hop on the Discord. It's uh, discord.mash4.me. It's Discord dot mash the number four dot me and um yeah like whether you have xbox ps4 or pc you know hop on the discord with us and then talk with us a little bit it's uh, it's pretty awesome when uh you guys do that we really appreciate the company so that's cool and i always like to talk about heroes of overwatch facebook group um just a cool group of people you know who have uh across multiple platforms and whether you're looking for somebody to play with or you're just looking for some over funny, uh, you know, funny Overwatch uh, stuff to to look at, or just you know, a Overwatch community to hang out with. It is actually a good, it's a great place to be. I have a good time there. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. We are available on multiple podcast platforms. We're available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean. Our, and our RSS feed is available for any other podcatcher that may not, uh, you know, have us in by default. So you can just go uh, all links to all of our platforms available right on the Nationals Buttons uh, website. We are on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. We also have uh, twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Bob, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can also find me on Twitch, which I still haven't started, but at B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. Okay. And uh, Anthony. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at WPR underscore T-H-A-R-U-N-Z. Also, the shit. Glad to have you join us. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to have you. <laughs> Glad to have you join us, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely give Anthony a follow. So, come follow, post your stuff. I'll retweet it. I'll, you know, whatever you guys want to do. I don't care. It's fun. I am. I <laughs> like, Please am talk to following me. you right now. Oh, I'm your number six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get on the get on the ground floor, folks. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. It's underscore J A A underscore. Uh, and you know we love to hear from you guys. So if you want to reach out to us and you know talk about you know maybe comment or send us any. Uh, you know, send us your thoughts on anything that we've talked about, or maybe you know, send your thoughts on the interview. What did you think? Have you, you uh, worked with Wawa's Bootcamp before? Um, you know, you could uh, send us an email at wpr at mashthosebuttons.com. Uh, you can you know leave a comment on our website. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud, Facebook. You can reach out to us on Twitter. We always want to hear from you guys. So however you want to do it, just go ahead and reach out to us. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to help us out is to, um, you know, rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. That really uh, helps us out. You can also purchase WPR merch. That actually helps us out as well. But, uh, you know, the ratings and the reviews actually do help us out a whole lot. So thank you to everyone, everyone who's given us a review, uh, rating and a review. And uh, we are... Uh, we're really thankful for that. Thank you very much. Um, we encourage everybody to stay tuned after the show. Um, oh, actually, I meant to mention, you can also share the podcast. That's a huge help as well. So I, I don't want to undermine that. Um, we encourage everyone to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Matches Buttons. And you can go to matchesbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. Uh, so like I said earlier, thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Comp sucks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> Thanks, guys.